Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of this podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to our producer, Elijah Merrill, and our assistant producer, Selden Boyce. Um, all that goes well with this podcast is because of them. I will take full responsibility for anything that doesn't. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Um, I have a special guest with me, uh, familiar to our podcast uh, audience, um, Ryan Samuels. Ryan, thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I want to do, I want to discuss really 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it talks about gifts. Mm-hmm. And I want to break it down a little bit. First of all, Paul's writing to the Corinthians in 1 Corinthians. He's, he does the same in 2 Corinthians. But in 1 Corinthians, he's writing to a church that's somewhat divided. Um, there's individuals who have come in who aren't respecting Paul as an apostle. They're not respecting the teaching of the actual gospel. There's also a crew that are really excited about Jesus and are sort of following the, the way of Christ. And there's another group who's really excited about Jesus and doing a whole lot of things wrong. Um, one of the controversies that we see that Paul addresses in 1 Corinthians 12 is uh, the misuse of spiritual gifts. Um, as a matter of fact, there, there's groups of people who are saying this gift's higher than this gift, and if you have this gift, you're special. If you don't have this gift, you may not even be a believer. I mean, there's all this crazy un, uh, misunderstanding as it comes to gifts. And so Paul uh, writes about gifts as, as, as a way to unity. Yeah. Um, now, let me begin by talking about what exactly is a spiritual gift. A, a spiritual gift is something given to the believer by God. Um, and there's a lot of talk on separating, well, what's the difference between an ability, a natural ability, so to speak? Not that any ability is natural, right? I mean, you have to develop even your abilities. But what's the difference between a natural ability and a spiritual gift? And I guess I, I would start by saying, if we're saying that a spiritual gift is given by God to a believer— there may not be a whole lot of difference, and, and and that's going to cause some people listening to this to, to for the hair in the back of their neck to stand up. But the reality of it is, since we're creations of God, um, even our natural abilities then would fit in that definition. So when I speak of spiritual gifts, let me, let me sort of give a definition so it can help us in our conversation. But a spiritual gift can often be recognized as a divinely empowered ability— that is evidence uh, of our Lord's working in and through his church and individuals in order to advance the kingdom. That's sort of a broad understanding of that. You know, gifts can be everything from someone who has the gift of of speaking to the gift of helps um, to the gift of um, singing, you know, and and there's a ton of uh, resources out there on spiritual gifts. And I, I don't really want to spend a ton of time uh, going into them, uh, I, I came into church ministry um, in the early 90s where there was a ton of spiritual gifts test. Yeah. And I still think that they have validity. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, the real question is, you know, where's God calling you to serve? Uh, jump in. Where are people asking you to serve? Uh, mm-hmm. I've had people, uh, for instance, say to me, can you sing? And the answer is, well, yeah, anyone can sing. <laughs> the, the question you should be asking, does anyone want me to? Yeah. You know, and the answer is no. God does when I'm worshiping. 
Um, but the people around me probably wish I was a little uh, less uh, voluminous as I'm singing. Sure. Um, you know, unlike you, Ryan, who has a gifted singing voice. And so you actually uh, are on our worship team and have been asked to be a part of it. Uh, I've never been asked. And, and it doesn't hurt my feelings because I, I would be shocked if I was. I'd go, my goodness, we, we, we're we in bad shape as crosswinds <laughs> if, if I'm asked to be on the worship team. But I do have gifts, and so that doesn't mean I'm putting myself down. Um, I do have gifts. Unfortunately, um, you know, a lot of people pursue gifts that that um, that are upfront gifts. Let's say, yeah. and, and that was happening within the the church in Corinth that that those who had upfront gifts were sort of putting down those who didn't, and they were focused on one gift in particular. They were raising above the others, and you know, Paul uh, really uh, wants them to be united and say, "Look, all these gifts only serve one purpose, mm-hmm. and that's to be used together to in unity." In order to advance the kingdom of God, and so, you know, let me let me stop here for a minute. Does that, that make does that make sense? Oh, yeah. You have questions. Totally. You know, where, what's your experience, Ryan, as far as an understanding of spiritual gifts? You yeah. know, you you much like me. Uh, of course, you came into the church even later than I did, yeah. but we weren't from a family where this would have been a topic around the dinner table. Yeah, and so we learned about it within the context of as we grew into church, right? Sure. You know, understanding who we were in the church and all those type of things. So how did when we can you remember the first time you even heard of spiritual I, gifts? Yeah, I do. Um, so mine was my freshman year in college. So I became a Christian when I was eighteen. But they made us take this class. It was I forget, it was called an LDR class. It was like a leadership something training. <laughs> Everyone had to take it. Um, and in that class, you took so many tests, but not academic tests, but spiritual gift tests and personality quizzes and all these different tests. Well, my, the first time I experienced or heard about spiritual gifts was taking a spiritual gifts test. Now, to your point, there's a lot of spiritual gifts. Well, this test only had like seven. Okay. Um, and... Going into it thinking that I – feeling called to be in ministry and I guess feeling at the time feeling called to be a lead pastor, that was just I guess what I wanted to do. I thought that the number one gift that I wanted to have was extortion. Sure. Or teaching. Exhortation. Or, uh, sorry, yeah. yeah. You Not, don't want, I don't want to extort, you don't want to extort people. That would, that would be a bad leadership. That would be a bad yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exhortation. Yeah, preaching, yeah, teaching, preaching, speaking. Teaching. Yeah. I really thought that that's – you know. so when I took it, found out that wasn't my first one. I think I think the other one was like hospitality or or positivity, some something along the lines of just person to person relationships and just being just talking to people. And I was like, man, maybe I'm not supposed to be a lead pastor. But there was no really clarification on this this fact of utilizing each gift that you have or developing each gift that you have in unity with the other gifts that you may be alongside with. So that was my first experience with spiritual gifts was I originally only thought there was like seven and it was the ones that were listed in front of me. But through, and you know, I was I was only Christian at, by like four months at that time. Right, right. So it was all so new to me and I had never heard of them before. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, there's three basic um, uh, passages in the New Testament where we get a list of spiritual gifts. Some of them are the same listed, some of them are not. And so a lot of individuals have gone through that and have come up sort of a list, which is a longer list than seven, 
uh, of spiritual gifts listed in the New Testament. And, and this may upset some listeners, too. I, I don't know what their background is in their, in their understanding of spiritual mm-hmm. gifts. I don't believe any of those lists are exhaustive. Uh, right. The fact that some of them have things mentioned that aren't mentioned in the other list, to my point, uh, I think proves it a little bit. Yeah. I think it's just trying to get you to think of the fact that what has God given you to advance yeah. the kingdom? And I don't really take much, uh, again, as I opened up, whether it's, it's an ability or, or a spiritual gift. Now, I do think sometimes spiritual gifts are given for a season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, and something that that certainly points to the spirit work in your life, something totally outside, perhaps, of what you've ever seen in your natural ability. But I don't think that's always true. Um, but what Paul really emphasizes is is really using what God has given you. I think if if I was going to yeah. summarize chapter twelve of First Corinthians, it's use what God has given you humbly. Yeah, and like you said, in cooperation with those who are also part of the church. Yeah, to to advance his kingdom, and, and so it's a unity thing. It should never be a dividing thing, and so often um, I see it as a dividing thing. Mm-hmm. I, I see people having experiences like you, yeah, uh, where they're like, you know, well, maybe God just doesn't want to use me, or I would have this gift or that gift, and it's like, no, no. What, however, He's gifted you. However, whatever abilities you have are important to the kingdom. They may not seem like it to you, but you never know the the rippling right. effect of, of you being part of the kingdom and. You know, um, Paul uses the whole body analogy, and he's like, every part is important. Right. Every part has has a purpose. And, you know, if we were all mouths, you know, mm-hmm. what would get done, right? If we were all uh, hands, what would be said? You know, I mean, he, he uses that to say we, we need one another and the importance of unity in that. And But the humility of saying, whatever God has given me, I'm just part of the picture mm-hmm. And if I'm going to make a difference, it's because God is using me. Yeah. And so if you take a spiritual gifts test, that's great. You know, one of the best tests I ever, because for years I would take them. I, I, I talked about the fact that I really am not musically gifted, but I love music. Mm-hmm. And some of the ways that the tests were originally written, if you liked music, they assumed you had a, a musical right. gift. It's like, well, it's not really hard to listen to music. It's not hard to really, as long as you have a voice, sing. It just doesn't mean you're gifted at right. it. Right. And so the best uh, spiritual gifts test I, I ever took was one that started to ask, are people asking you to do this? Mm. <laughs> I thought, well, that was the first one where music was not on the list for me yeah, when I got yeah. done. Uh, but the gifts that were on that test were things I thought, yeah, I could see that. Because over the years, as I've been in Christ and growing in Christ, I've seen Christians actually, other Christians ask me or encourage sure. me to continue to do that type of thing. Um, but with all that said, I, I think I think we can we can get lost, um, you know, sort of in the weeds uh, with spiritual gifts, in the sense that as we answer God's call to serve, wherever that is. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say, for instance, maybe someone is called to serve in the children's ministry. That probably your best step, best first step, is to go to you know whether it's Pastor Brian or. Or, or Aaron or, or whoever, and say, hey, look, I really feel God calling me to work with, with children. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what do you want to do? Well, here's some of the, and, and you start to investigate and sort of figure out where you fit um, and, and how how God wants to use yeah. you in that situation. Um, yeah. and, and there has been times where God has, for whatever reason, put me in situations where I felt outside of my gifting, but again, the Spirit of God gave me what I needed in order to yeah. lead long enough for someone much more gifted myself right. to come in and do those things. And so, if you speak speak a little bit from that class 
what what is your what is your your growth of understanding spiritual gifts and your own giftedness? Yeah. What's that look like for you? Well, you know, I when I originally took that test, the whole thought behind what showed as strengths were to abound on those. So whatever they were, look for opportunities to grow them. Well, now that I've, I don't know, I've been through a year and a half of a church plant and then been in a church for, you know, four years, as I'm, I'm quickly realizing kind of the thought process of God's not only going to use you in those top three gifts or whatever that test tells you. He's not going to limit you to that. He doesn't want to limit you to that. Matter of fact, there's going to be probably more opportunities than not to serve in places that may be outside of those giftings. Well, the fact of the matter is, is when you do that, like you said, and I'll reiterate a little bit of it, is he's going to, one, give you what you need in the time, but two, there's a there's a beauty in what can happen when you're outside of your comfort zone where you start to utilize maybe your strengths of gifts, the, the gifts you have that are stronger in those opportunities where you connect with other people and you connect with people who may then share the same gifts. You know, kids ministry is a really good one. We get, just got done through the summer where we do here at Crossons, we do a thing called Summer Serve yeah. where we ask, you know, we give our regular ministry partners who serve on a weekly basis throughout the fall and the winter and the spring some time off and we ask uh, the people that just come into church, hey, come and serve for one week or two weeks throughout the summer. And a lot of times you hear people say, well, I don't like kids. Well, that's not all that kids ministry people do. You know, um, you can serve in kids ministry without having a passion for five to nine-year-olds. Because of the capability or the uh, opportunities to, you know... Welcome parents. Welcome parents. We have, you know, each... It's not just, and that's the thing too, is it's not just, you're not just watching kids. I mean, you're growing kids in the Lord, you're sharing stories, you're sharing biblical principles, you're doing these things. Now, other churches may be different, but here at Crosswinds, that's what we do. Well, someone who has a gift of teaching and may not have a gift of, you know, who may not enjoy kids in this sense, can really offer some impact to the small groups small groups that are being led with these five to nine-year-olds. Yeah, you're not signing on for the rest of your life. Right. You're signing on for like 40 minutes once. Yeah. Or, and so, or a couple of times for the summer. Absolutely, and, that's a good point. And so doing that, one, yes, you're outside of your comfort zone. and It's not really intended on the gifts that you may be strong at, but you're getting to utilize gifts in an area of discomfort. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing, too, that I think I, Paul doesn't address it per se in First Corinthians 12. I would say he does in 13, but mm-hmm, we'll talk yeah. about in the next episode a little bit. Um, but, you know, sometimes you do what needs to happen outside your giftedness. You know, in other words, I don't think I have the gift of helps, at least not the way that gift's been explained to me. I think people with the gift of helps have, a, have a, an amazing ability to see where they can help people. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, I don't always see that. Like, you know, my friends know that I'm there for them. And if they're going through a tough time, I'm like, tell me what I can do for you. And I, mm-hmm. I know some the gift of helps, those people are like, don't burden them with that, you know, just help. And I'm like, well, when am I in the way? Well, I, I, I yeah. just, you know, but if I see someone moving a table all right. by himself, 
I don't sit back and go, oh, I don't have the gift of helps. Right. They must have the gift of helps. They can move a table. Mm-hmm. I go and I help move the table. Yeah. You know, if we're here at church and we're tearing down from an event, I don't go, well, I've done my part with my gifting. Right. Um, I'm just going to head out of here. You know, I'm like, no, yeah. I have I have some time. I planned on, you know, being here for this event. Um, I'm going to help tear down too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and, and that's, that's just, uh, to me, that's unity. Yeah. You know, and um, and the Church of Corinth was dealing with people who would would say, "I don't have that." Oh yeah, or so I would say that's beneath that. me. Yeah, like the gift of helps is beneath me. Yeah, I'm like, a person go ask the who helpers. has this. Yeah, go help. You know, I'm I'm the I'm the teacher right. here. You know, which you know, I, I'm humbled every weekend that I have the opportunity to come and serve at Crosswinds. Um, I'm the primary speaker on the on the teaching team, although there's six of us, uh, so I don't speak all the time. But I'm the primary speaker. I speak more than anyone mm-hmm. else on the team. Um, and and uh, I couldn't do what I do if it weren't for a, a team of people who deal with sound. Uh, I have a lot of respect for those of old who used to come and do big arenas with no sound system. Yeah, my voice, I don't have the training to do that. And so the fact that I I'm, I'm mic'd up, um, people are able to to hear me if they're on campus. We have a pretty large uh, community of people who still do online campus. And uh, they would never be able to hear me if it was up to me, uh, unless I called them on the phone and said, hey, let me, let me share with you the message I shared this morning. The fact that it's recorded, you know, it, there's people on the cameras, there's people doing that. All that happens because of people who have the gift of helps and technology and all this knowledge mm-hmm. that I don't have. And, and, and so I realize every weekend when I come, you know, people may say, man, that's the gift, right? communicating, being able to preach the gospel, mm-hmm. being able to share from scripture. And it is a wonderful thing. I feel fulfilled when I do it, which which shows that it's a gift of God in some way, right? Mm-hmm. I feel fulfilled when I do it, but I'm dependent on a lot of people. The room is set up, mm-hmm. you know? And so when I look at the gift of helps, it reminds me of, of, of the Old Testament where the first people who were t- said to have been gifted with the Spirit of God were craftsmen. Mm-hmm. Who were building things for the yeah. temple? It wasn't the priest right away. It was the craftsmen. Yeah, and um, you know, it, it would have been it would have been less um, exciting to have been a priest without a tabernacle. Yeah. <laughs> when I love it, when you really look at the stories of people who God used, a lot of them weren't up in the face of people like shepherds. Yeah, where Christ was born. The first people to see Christ was born in the Star of David, and all these things. There was sheep. Yeah, they yeah. have the. They probably they don't necessarily. They may not have the gift of um, communication, but boy, do they have the gift of herding and shepherding yeah. and. And they were the first witnesses, like you're saying, yeah. of Christ. Yeah, and so it's, it is interesting. That that's to the point, right? It's interesting when when Christ says, uh, when God says, "Who's going to be the first witnesses? Who's going to yeah. share this story first? Yeah, um, after, Who's going after to my son is born, story? yes, he doesn't pick who we would say are in that realm of professional communicators. Yeah. You're right; he picks people who work with sheep. Yeah, and to me, I think that just is outstanding to say that every church I believe has what it needs, and I'm talking about a local church now. Yeah, yeah. Every local church has what it needs to fulfill the purpose that God has for them at that moment. Mm-hmm. And, and if they would just lean into it with unity to say, here's our purpose, to know God and make him known, I just can't help but think that he may give someone for a season, 
until someone else shows up maybe who has the gift oh, or ability sure. more, more permanently. Um, I said I don't sing. The reality of it is I've been put in situations where I've had to lead worship where everyone looked around and everyone's like, I'm not doing it. And they looked at me and went, well, you're a leader. Get up there and lead. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, God, I need a lot of Jesus on tap. And also mm-hmm. if the Spirit would just cover their ears a little bit, this would be great. Yeah. And so I, I've done it. I, I've, I've, and that's totally outside my comfort zone. When I'm done, I never go, wow, that really filled me up. Yeah. Um, but you step in because of the unity of what God wants to do at that moment. And, and if we say yes to Jesus... That means yes to the things we're comfortable with and sometimes yes to yeah. the things we're not. Yeah. But all for the purpose of growing his kingdom. All for the purpose of growing his kingdom. And so Paul writes in in 1 Corinthians 12, that's what he's saying. He's like, you know, don't think yourself more highly than other people. He says, you know, everyone has a purpose. Everyone is important. Everyone's loved by God. Mm-hmm. One gift isn't greater than the other. Um, he says, however God has wired you, um, be part of the community of believers, which are the we are the church, yeah. and be about knowing Him and making Him known together. It's 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 an amazing thing. So it's 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 interesting that gifts causes so much con- the I, the topic of gifts causes such confusion oftentimes in the church. Sometimes disunity, yeah. in the church. Um, sometimes disunity because someone says, I'm gifted at this, and no one else is recognizing yeah. it, and then they leave in a big huff saying, well, if you don't want to use my gifts, I'll go elsewhere, uh, instead of saying, well, maybe the church wants to use me somewhere else. Maybe yep. as a collective, I, I could do something different. But it's often it's this, this unifying thing, and Paul says, no, the reason these gifts are given is to unify us in Christ so that we can continue to grow in Him and make Him known to the world around mm-hmm. us. Well, and when... One of the things that was a heart check for me just even a couple of years ago was if I don't, if I'm not appreciating the gifts that God has given me, I want to be, I would love to be the best communicator that I know. I'm, I'm far, I'm far from it. But if I don't appreciate the gifts that God has given me, given me, then I'm in turn saying, well, maybe passively, maybe not you know, right in his face, but well, why'd you give me these gifts? Yes. These aren't the ones that yes. I think that I should have had. And that's doing a disservice to being created in the image of God because he's given you these gifts and whether or not you're good at singing or not, um, he's giving you something. He's given you something and it's something that he wants you to utilize for the kingdom. And you may see it as small, but in the hands of God, it's always something big. Mm-hmm. And I think we as believers certainly can get wrapped up into really envying other people's blessings and yeah. not embracing the blessings God's given us. Mm-hmm. And, and there's no joy in envy. Right. Uh, joy only comes from really surrendering ourselves to the Lord and saying, just use me where I'm at in the way that you see fit. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, uh, you know, uh, if Paul were sitting here, uh, he would say to the church today, read read First uh, Corinthians 12, not to under- not to get a list of gifts I've mentioned, yeah. But to understand the importance of unity, yeah, the importance of unity, and um, you know, as we talk, uh, Ryan, you've you've uh, you said you'd be back for us to do another episode, yeah, yeah. and we're going to jump over to chapter thirteen, which is a uh, passage in First Corinthians thirteen that's often used in a certain context, yep. and it's appropriate to do so, and I'll, I'll explain that as we get to that episode. But really, it's written in context of unity again yeah. in First Corinthians twelve in gifts. 
And so uh, I'm looking forward to that chat. And uh, for now, uh, I guess uh, we'll do a sign-off. Any final words on gifts that you'd want to share? Lean into what God's given you. Yeah, I'll just echo Don't that. be ashamed of it. Yeah, and I think I would just echo that. Enough said, right? I mean, uh, man, wherever God's placed you, he has a purpose for you. And uh, it, it's important to listen to him. It's important to listen to your brothers and sisters in Christ. And, you know, sometimes the best thing you can do is when he nudges you, just jump in. Yeah. Um, you if know, you're not new, using it now, I mean, it's a season. Yes. There'll be a time when you get to use it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I do invite you to join me next week. Uh, Ryan will be back, and we're going to continue our conversation, uh, but jumping a chapter ahead in in 1 Corinthians 13 and uh, dealing with this whole idea of gifts and and unity and, you know, sort of uh, give you a preview and and what it truly means to love uh, is what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13. Uh, Remember to check out crosswinds.church. That's where you can learn about all things Crosswinds. You can learn about this podcast. You can reach out to us there. But for now, be blessed and bless others.